the best in the world. I've been the best ever since day one on this microphone, in that ring, even in commentary. And trust me when I tell you, I am the hottest property in this industry today. Nobody can touch me. The only thing that's real is me, day in and day out. I am the best in the world. Do I have everybody's attention now? of the Salty Daughter Mike Steph podcast featuring the one and only Mike Steph, best in the world, what he does. I'm going to let y'all know straight off top, this is going to be a micro episode. This is going to be a shorter episode than normal, and I'm aiming to clock in at less than 60 minutes. You want to know why? I'm going to tell you why. I was caught in between on whether or not I was going to uh, just postpone this for one night and give it to y'all late Monday night, early Tuesday morning, due to the fact that my JET and JJ Jets are playing on Monday night against the Los Angeles Chargers. And then I thought about it. I'm like, look, the game is going to go off like 11, 1130. Then I'm going to watch the post game show out in like 12, 31 o'clock. And am I really going to feel like setting up to do a podcast when my lovely Mrs. Ooh is trying to get some rest? My main event, K, well, eh, it doesn't really matter. She, she always gets rest. And my lovely Mia will be trying to get rest, a.k.a. coming in from her last day of work for the week. So I chose to say, you know what? I'm going to give y'all the best of both worlds. I'm going to give y'all a little mini episode today, concentrating around my New York Knickerbockers, more specifically concentrating around the trash that is Julius Randle in the first six games of this season. Going to let y'all know what I didn't win this week on the Mike Steph must have bumped his mother effing head, a.k.a. my gambling NFL picks. And then I'm going to get out of here. And then I'm going to double back Tuesday with the Sprinkler Salt Edition audio only and recapping, hopefully, my victorious New York JET at Jet Jet Jets and uh, their happenings at MetLife Stadium. Um, tonight, well, tonight when you see this, tomorrow when I'm recording this, y'all get it. So that's what's going to be on tap this week. 
Um, I'm actually three minutes and 23 seconds in. Intro. I don't know. StreamYard must have changed the font. I don't like this font. I like the little curved font that used to, that it used to be. You know, when you put the bubble. I don't know. I just don't like this. But regardless, intro. Before I actually get this episode on the way, of course, I got to talk a little shit. Before I started recording, <laughs> only me and my daughter would know the real truth. She had this. She which girl? She uh. She burped. Right when I started recording, right? And y'all didn't pick it up. And it was more like, Burp. and she asked me, why did I have to re- recreate the burp? I'm like, well, because the microphone probably didn't pick it up. So I went to let the masses know exactly how you sounded by burping. But never mind the fact, do you know that my daughter has this has the has the cutest sneeze? It's like a it's like a mouse screech or uh, squeaking. It's like, <laughs> I wish I had some, I wish I had some, uh, some dust right now so I could put it under her nose so that you can actually recreate that sneeze in real time. It's like, Eep. damn, I can't even do it right now. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I just like having little um, stuff concerning my daughter and actually, you know, trying to make her the butt of the joke at least once a week. Speaking of which, but a joke. Hmm. Two things happened this week. Um, yeah, before I get into everything, I, I gotta I gotta get this shit off my chest. Two things happened this week um, that I want to share with the masses. Number one, for some reason. I've been on the last couple of days, I guess, probably just reminiscing, I think, because, you know, holiday season right around the corner. Uh, they try to lump in ho- Halloween with holiday season, which is kind of blasphemous, but that's neither here nor there. So I've kind of been in my feelings uh, lately. And that out, that actually took me to um, start reminiscing about my childhood, the 80s. Yeah, I won't say I'm an 80s baby, but I was born and bred in the 80s. I'm, like I said, I'm 47 years old. Now, I liked, or should I say, I don't listen to regular, to uh, current music very, very seldom lately. Um, I usually listen to like uh, 80s soul, 80s R&B, 90s R&B. Uh, Shoot, I tell you the truth, I can't even say I listen to rap that much anymore, old or new. But you know, if I do, it's usually back in the day, right? But for some reason, the last couple of days, I started thinking about '80s pop music. More specific, yeah, '80s pop music. You know, like those '80s um, soundtrack songs from those coming of age movies. So I made a, I made a list. I made a, I made a playlist on Tidal. Um, effectively called 80s. Yeah, how generic. You know, so I'm going to go down a list of songs that I actually made. And it kind of, I did that, I think, I wanted to listen to it because sometimes, well, music always puts me in a good mood, especially when it's music that reminds me of a simpler time, a more innocent time. You know, you got 
Smooth Operator by Sade, which is classic. Smooth Operator. Smooth Operator. Sweet Dreams by the Arithmics. Sweet dreams are made of these. Who am I to disagree? I traveled the world in the seven seas. Everybody's looking for something, which is so true. I didn't realize it back then, but everybody's looking for something. I even sprinkled in some Billy Joe. Oh, for the longest time. Whoa, for the longest. And then I even got to like the 8990. I was sitting by the window when I saw this guy named Thomas. <laughs> Gloria, Gloria. I think I got your number. You listen to that song. That song is that song is interesting. I really listen to it at my old age right now, and I'm like, wow. You know, Gloria, Gloria was a trouble was a troubled soul. You know, you know who else was a troubled soul? Boy George, Culture Club. Do you really wanna hurt me? Do you really want to make me cry? <laughs> How about this fake Jamaica? Fake Jamaican. Everybody want to break up my stride. Everybody want to hold me down. Oh, no. I got to keep moving. I swear, if, that, if that's not gentrification... Before with such a term. <laughs> of course, I had to sprinkle in some Wendy, uh, some Whitney. I get so emotional, baby. Every time I think of you. <laughs> that was one of my mother's favorite artists. Um, it's funny because on my playlist right now, Last song that actually was played was Whitney Houston from her first album, Saving All My Love For You. I remember I went with my mom to the record store. Yeah, no such thing nowadays, but went to the record store and she bought um, the 45 of Whitney Houston and she bought the 45 of Freddie Jackson. Ride me tonight for old time sakes. See, I'm getting all my singing out now because I don't know. I just have this knack of every time we record, every time I record hitting Jim's football, I just break out in song. So I'm getting all my singing out out the way now so we can actually concentrate on the stuff that I picked correctly on HGF, but the stuff that I actually bet incorrectly in real life. Ain't that a bitch? But yeah, so that's one thing that's happened this week. Another thing that's happened, or should I say, another thing that came to my attention, and I didn't even realize it until I looked at the date yesterday. 
for Saturday. Saturday, November 4th. I know you're probably like, well, what the what the hell is the importance of November 4th? Well, for most of people, unless it's their birthday, not much importance. And tell you the truth, looking back, eh, I, it's about 50-50, about 50% for me. But the importance is, of, of well, the importance of November 4th, that made one year, one exact calendar year, one rotation around the effing sun of my debut EP, The Elders. Now, I'm going to take the high road and tell you the truth, uh, to be blunt, there's no bitterness. There's no, there's no anger. Um, I should have entitled it my debut critically acclaimed unsold EP. And you probably wonder, how could it be critically acclaimed and yet have no sales? I don't know. But I know everybody that I know that listened to it gave me the five-star treatment. Because I bid my soul. I, personally, when I look back at that time, I don't look, look back at that EP fondly. And you probably like, once again, damn, Mike, I thought you let bygones be bygones. And once again, you're misconstruing what I'm saying. That EP was the debut EP of that guy that used to be called Donnie Ooh. I don't look at anything past um, from back those days. I don't listen to uh, episodes of my previous iteration of this podcast. Very seldom do I listen to any tracks under that persona. Did I say I don't even wear any merchandise from the previous iteration containing that persona on their chest? I don't even like the effing name. I It makes me sick when I actually see it in writing. So I say all that to say this. Those of y'all who actually um, know that the man behind the man behind the man behind the man is nice with his pen, is nice on the mic, and I do the damn thing when it comes to comes to spitting. Y'all might be in for a surprise. And I'm going to say might because that's just give y'all a little hint just to keep your ears open. I'll even say this. And this is probably the last, the only thing I will say because I told myself I wasn't going to say shit. But I said, you know what? I'm going to put it out there just for mass consumption. Keep these numbers in mind. 12, 10, 22. I'm going to say it one more time, and then I'm not, not going to say it again. Keep these numbers in mind. They might be in order. They might be abstract, but just keep these numbers in mind. 12, 10, 
22. And if you keep those numbers in mind, you might, just might, might wake up one morning with the delivery, with the gift box underneath your tree, or should I say, those who wished upon a star might actually know who they really are. Wishing on a star. Doom, doom. Yeah. So with all that being said, let's get let's get this show on the road because like I said, I'm trying to trying to get up get up out of here in less than 60, going in 60 minutes instead of going in 60 seconds. And uh that's what I attend on doing. Um so without further ado, let's get this ish on the way. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Good night. And goodbye. Ooh. Yeah. Bang. See, I see, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like this. I don't like this font. I don't like this font. There gotta be another way to, to change the font. That font that font is trash. Anyway, Julius Randall is trash. We're six games into the NBA season. It's an early NBA season. I'm not going to get into this in-season tournament bullshit because I really don't understand it myself right now. All I just know right now is we're 0-1. Um, and I'm going to say, for, in large part, due to the trashness of Julius Randle. Julius Randle, six games into the season, this cocksucker... Is being a team downfall. Yeah, I said it. This cocksucker is averaging 13.7 game 13.7 points per game. 10 and a half rebounds. But you know why he's averaging 10 and a half rebounds? Because damn near everybody on the damn Knicks right now can't make a basket. So of course it's gonna be like rebounds galore. Don't mistake that for hustle because. Julius Randle and Hustle should never be in the same sentence, ever. 5.2 assists, and you would think, oh, okay, you know. I mean, the the scoring is down, but the assists, the rebounds, yeah, you know. He's being being, uh, a real good attribute to his team. No, the fuck he ain't. I got two more numbers to put out there. And they're actually lower than the stats that I uh, rid it off last week. Do you know this cocksucker is shooting 27% from the field? Not 27% from three. 27% from the field. He's even shooting worse from three-point range at 22.5%. Yeah, I know it's only six games, but still, we're two and four. In large part, due to his bitch ass. L- listen, I know you probably y'all probably trying to wonder, wh- yo, 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 Mike, 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 Mike. What's with all the vitriol, vitriol, uh, spewed toward Julius Randle? Well, it's a combination of the mood that I'm naturally in right now, and the fact that I got a target to aim, shoot, and fire at 
due to, um, you know, need of content. I'm going to go down this game log for these six games. And you tell me if these aren't trash numbers if you hear. Game one, once again, against Boston at home, big game, open at night, 5 of 22, 14 points. Follow that up in a town. 4 of 10, 17 points. Then he went to New Orleans on a back-to-back. So what? 4-15. Cleveland, 5 of 14. Back-to-back against Cleveland again. 3 of 15. He did one better. And then this past Friday night in Milwaukee, he was 5 of 20. But what made it so egregious against Milwaukee is the fact of how that 5 of 20 came in. He didn't have it early going on. I mean, going on early, Jalen Brunson dropped 45. He was the man. Everything was going through Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I know he got winded later. Well, he slowed down later on in the game. But, 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 do you know why he slowed down? Because Julius Randle felt like, you know what? It's me time. It's go time. Yeah, he's getting his shit off. I got to be, I got to be that dude. So, you know, he had two field goals. In the second half, two field goal attempts in the second half until the last three minutes of the game. He had a layup that luckily went in. So then he was like, ah, I saw the ball go to the basket. Yeah, yeah, it's Jules time. Then he did a fadeaway. Okay. Great. But this cocksucker, I got proof that he was forcing it. Look at this. As Coach Thibodeau said in the post-game press conference, he has to let the game come to him. You have damn near two seven-footers in the paint. You do not have the hot hand. You facilitate the ball. You let the game come to you. If the game dictates for you, dictates and tells you, all right, the lane is clogged up, let me pass the ball. And if it's bit for me, the ball will come back to me. But no. Time and time and time again, he became a black hole on offense. I believe he had like five field goal attempts in the last three minutes of that game. Matter of fact, I swear this cocksucker. Let's look. Julius Randle was his line, one for nine from three. Like, in what atmosphere, in what universe does Julius Randle need to be taking nine three-pointers a game? Especially when you only hit on one. If you take some of his attempts and you give it, give them to quickly, 
or you damn shit, you give him the Grimes. Grimes was six to eleven, five or ten from three. Jalen Brunson was seventeen of thirty. At one point, I believe he was like fifteen of twenty-three. So he did get cold down the stretch, but he dropped forty-five. Let Jalen Brunson run the fucking offense. That's what he's there for. That's what, when Jules was able to relent and let Jalen Brunson do this thing, that's what set everything on course for us last year. It's almost like he tr- he came into the season trying to redeem himself off another subpar postseason effort. And I don't want to hear all this shit about, oh, you know, he had off-season ankle surgery. He's trying to work himself. That's even more the reason why he needs to stay, take a step back. Like, I know he's, quote-unquote, the second-best player on the team. But he has yet to have double-digit makes in a game so far. And this goes back to all those people. Oh, well, you know which going Julius Randle, he he he's the you know, he's the call, he's the stir that that which going he's the stir that stirs the drink. No the fuck he ain't. He ain't the, he ain't the engine that revs. It's almost like he hears trade rumors perhaps being in play. And he's like, "You know what? I'm going to tank my own value." So therefore they can't move me. Team downfall. That's what the fuck he is. Team downfall. We got a game tomorrow night against the against the Clippers at home. Of course, James Harden is going to try to put on the show, but look, I'm not stressing games. James Harden. I'm stressing Kyrie. No, no, a Kawhi. I'm stressing PG. And I'm stressing Westbrook. Because with that amount of potential firepower, plus who they have on their on their sidelines and Coach Talu, he sees Jules is struggling. He sees Jules is Julius Randle is pressing. Guess what he's gonna do? He's gonna make sure that Julius Randle is the focal point of our offense. This is what my this is what my daughter sounds like. <laughs> you alright, Mia? Yeah. yeah. You 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 heard my witch call? You heard my impersonation of your burp? Hello. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. <laughs> let, me, let me stop. <laughs> but yeah. I, I just I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I said, it's it's early, but I don't want this to become a situation of it gets early late. I mean it gets late early. <clears throat> yeah, that was a good one. That was a good one. I I know the audio listeners are gonna be like, this motherfucker really just burped in my ear not once, not twice, but three times. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. That's why you need to look at me on YouTube so you can actually see the visual of my burp. Anyway, 
Um, what's even more concerning, and this is this is beating a dead horse. Yes, I know, because it deserves to be beaten. What's even more concerning is his lack of hustle on defense. His, uh, I won't go as far as say demonstrative display of displeasure, but there was one clip I saw that Jalen Brunson got into the hole and he missed the field. I mean, he missed the he missed the floater, and Julius Randle was parked out on the three point line, quote unquote open, and he just raised his hand like. And then put his head down and walk back on defense. Do you not realize that since Brunson has been here, being the fact that the connection that Jalen Brunson has, that this is his team? I'm the captain now. One thing with Jalen Brunson that I've noticed. I don't know how many other people know it, but I notice, and I, you would, sometimes you look at him and you think with his demeanor that, you know, he kind of understated, but that dude, that dude got a lot of dog in him. And, and you can see his face, his face is very serious. And I best believe when he looks back at certain things, he's not so much concerned about the outside noise, but when he looks back at certain things, and he sees, quote-unquote, hate in the blood. He don't give a fuck how big Julius Randle is. He gonna call that doofy motherfucker out. And he gonna let him know. You got a problem? Guess what? It could be a problem. Because <laughs> look, right now, if you think about it, Jalen Brunson clicked up. He got Josh Hart. And he brought White Dante in. And he's outnumbered. He got the president in his back pocket. He got his pops on the bench. All Julius Randle got is a bunch of fucking tears. Yeah, this has been my venting censure on Julius Randle because I've said it for the last couple years and I'll say it again and I'll say it again and I'll say it again. I've never wanted him on this fucking team. I don't believe he's a big-time player. I believe he's the perfect complementary third or fourth option. Like, you put him in the same position that you got Bazingas in and Boston as the Fourth option, the third option behind two superstars. You got yourself a championship caliber team. But when he's the number two option, wanting to be the number one option, even though he's more like a number five option. That's when you have a dilemma like we have. In New York, with the New York Knickerbockers. Bullshit. But like I said, it's early, it's early. And, and and I, you know, it's probably unlucky for him that the Jets weren't playing on Sunday because that gave me ample opportunity 
dispute my bullshit. Well, dispute my thoughts about this cocksucker. Number 30. Yeah. You you think it was pro you think it you think it was harsh in 2122. You ain't seen nothing yet if you continue this uh this atrocity that you putting on display. But now to even more somber news, aka somber news about my pocket. Mike Steph must have bumped his motherfucking head. AKA my gambling foray in NFL action this week. And actually, the reason why I have such an effed up attitude right now. Because I had two parlays. I had two parlays. And it wasn't even, it wasn't really one of those wild parlays like I usually do, you know, the eight leg. Um, 10 games type shit. No, 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 no. It was, um, it was actually calculated. But for some reason, some reason, this week, I just wasn't feeling it. And I should have, I should have listened to my gut. Matter of fact, I should have listened to my mouth because I actually said last week, and I reiterated it this week on Hidden Gems Football that I was going to put my money where my mouth was. I was actually going to put bets. Everything that I prognosticated on HGF, I was going to put my money behind it. And I did in some, in some respects, but I didn't really do it all the way. But shit, listen to this. On to Sunday morning football in Frankfurt, Germany. It's a barn burner there. We have the Miami Dolphins, who are 6-2, and two, going to face the 6-2 and two Kansas City Chiefs. Vegas has the total at 50.5 points and Kansas City at 2.5-point favorites. Mike Steph, what do you think about this game? Two healthy teams, juggernauts in the league, facing head-to-head -head in Germany. I think it's crap. Because why are we giving such marquee games to overseas, to overseas outings, especially 9.30 in the morning. Like, this should have been either a Sunday night game, a Monday night game. They could have do a – matter of fact, don't put it on Thursday night because that would be a disservice to both teams. It could have been a, like a late afternoon 4 o'clock uh, window game in, on, on a Sunday. But we have a Sunday morning. On top of the fact that I really believe that not only is it a disservice for us, the fans, is it a disservice to the teams because both of them are going to be totally off whack, off kilter, because they played Sunday afternoon, late Sunday evening, and then they have to fly, not even to Europe, I mean, well, not even to England, but to Germany, to Frankfurt, you know, get some, get some bratwurst and stuff this week. I mean, it could go down at the end of the season, like, this game could determine home, home field advantage. Get into my deep dive analysis you know the, the dolphins won last week at home versus the patriots right but whatever they only show out against bad teams they step once they step up in class they don't hold up the same Tua had three touchdowns whoopty damn do had 324 yards passing whoopty damn do both rattles and hill had over a buck in receiving whoopty damn do what's his new when they go to, against midland to struggle in the team. They didn't have that same energy in Philly. The 
25 points per game average. And you would think, is that the offense? No. 25 points per game is what the Miami defense is allowing this season. Their offense go as the receivers go outside of Travis Kelsey. Also, does anybody know if Tay-Tay is going to be in attendance in Germany? Because if Tay-Tay is in Germany, then Travis Kelsey will have a great game. I think I agree with you wholeheartedly. The Dolphins have had two good teams on their schedule so far, and they've lost both games. They lost 20 to 48 to Buffalo, and they lost 17 to 31 to Philadelphia. Meanwhile, uh, prior to this hiccup with Kansas City and Denver, uh, Kansas City had won six straight, mostly based off of their defense and Pat Mahomes and Kelsey. So um, I think that leans on Kansas City getting the win. I also lean on the under. Uh, neither one of these I'm betting, but yeah, as for my prediction, I'm going Kansas City and the under her. I'm betting. I told you, I'm putting all these. <laughs> I'm putting all these on my name. Are you ready? You see, that's where I went wrong. There's nothing that was said in that clip that was actually wrong. We nailed it. We had Kansas City for the win. We had Kansas City covering the spread. And we had the over-under. It's going under. So why didn't I just put the money exactly like that in my parlay? Why? Because I'm a greedy bastard. That's why. Like I said, I had two parlays this week. And because I'm such a greedy you-know-what, I doubled down. I took one, which was my big parlay that would have gave me a nice a nice payout. And then once somebody shit the bed, I said, you know what? I got time to put another one in. And I did. And then somebody else just didn't come up to snuff. So the first parlay I had, I had the Chicago Bears. A nine and a half point underdog at New Orleans Saints. Guess what? The Saints beat the Bears 24-17. So by the skin of my chinny chin chin, by the skin of my teeth, the Chicago Bears actually covered because that their uh, backup quarterback, uh Tyson Bajan, uh coughed up the ball with just over two minutes remaining deep in their own end and New Orleans decided to just run the clock out even though it was up seven I was like you know what this is going to be a bad beat they're going to kick this field goal but they ran the clock out so that was check number one but my parlay was already done you want to know why because of this fucking Sunday morning football in Frankfurt Germany Said it right there. Chiefs for the money line. Chiefs to cover the spread. Over under going under, right? So what did I bet? Chiefs against the spread. Covering, they covered. And did I go over under? No, 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 no. I wanted to be slick. I said, you know what? I'm going to try to boost this, and I'm going to give. 
Travis Kelsey, the benefit of the doubt, and I for a modest 60 yards passing. Cause I'm like, you know what? He doesn't trust anybody else on that team receiving wise. He Travis Kelsey gonna get his 60 yards. Cause I don't, I'm not scared of the Miami defense. You know how many yards Travis Travis Kelsey made? I want to say about 15 yards. Right then and there, before the main slate of games started, I was already done. Also part of that parlor was the Moneyline Eagles over the Cowboys, which they got. 2023. So, like I said, I doubled down. Oh, the last part was I had Cincinnati covering the spread, two and a half point um, favorites over the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football, and that's what they did. They beat them 24-18, and I had Joe Burrow throwing for over 289 and a half yards. Of course, he, I think he, uh, he threw for like 320, 330, some shit like that. Once again, null and void. Now, like I said, double down. So I was like, you know what? Biz got them for the nine-point spread. They covered. I had the Bengals, Joe Burrow with one and a half touchdowns. Guess what? Do two. And the Cincinnati to cover the spread, two and a half, and they did. So then I went on the Eagles. This time I had them on the spread, favored by three. They covered. And I had Jalen Hurts for 225 alternate passing yards. You know how much, how many yards this cocksucker got? 207. He was at 200 with about eight minutes remaining. I guess they didn't get the ball back because I'm not gonna lie. Once I once I lost the big one, I said, "Fuck it, NFL. I'm not watching this shit." I started watching Law and Order uh, Marathon on on USA, and they did their fall back episode. They did their fall back marathon pretty much seasons one and two, and that's what I watched for the majority of the afternoon, uh, going in and out of a food coma. Not so much I ate so much, the fact that I didn't eat enough. <laughs> so what is the lesson to be learned lesson to be learned is Mike Steph must have bumped his mother effing head because I said it I put it on tape what I was supposed to do what I said I was going to do and what did I do the opposite and I was trying to think of too, 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 too just thinking too much just thinking too much now, normally, I would wait until um, Thursday afternoon to talk my shit about how much me and the Mojo King actually got right. But being the fact that my ego needed some some boosting, I'm going to talk about now. The Cardinals. That was one of our picks. The Cardinals, money line, 
the Cardinals to cover the spread. They had a third. They were they were they were favored by thirteen. I'm sorry, Tyler, but yeah, I I we did call it that. The Browns' defense was going to smother the Cardinals, and that's what they did. We both we we had differing opinions about the Saints and the Bears, but he can explain later on. Because I guarantee you, he actually went against his gut. Well, his 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 first reaction, and he actually got some bread. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking out of school. At the Bengals, at the Eagles. I think next week, I, you know what? This is what I'm going to do for this week because I got one more game. And, and unfortunately, I leave in my heart what in my head, especially when it comes to my New York Jets. But I'm going to put in the parlay for tomorrow night or as you, when y'all hear it tonight and on the audio only edition of the sprinkler saw of the salty thought to mike step podcast available this tuesday i will let y'all know exactly what i bet and hopefully i'll be on the opposite eye, opposite side because i can't afford another eight week losing streak I cast out like a coward last week, but listen, that cowardly uh, amount that I made last week actually funded my losses this week. So who is the coward? This guy right here. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, I, I I don't I don't know. Something something got to give. Something got to give. Something's got to give. And that brings us to the outro. I told you I'm not I'm not I'm not I'm here for a good time, not for a long time. You know how that is not true in real life. In real life, I'm both for a good time and a long time. Speaking in actual, uh, literally long and the sense of time. But maybe that's a little bit too much information. TMI. Um, Next week, we'll probably be back to the regular uh, format. Oh, shoot. Yeah, next week... Shoot, next week. You know, that's one thing about these the Jets being America's team. Yeah, I said it. America's team is the fact we got so many primetime games. Kind of eps up my schedule. So we got a Sunday night primetime game next week. Which the way everything has been going probably just fits in seamlessly because for some reason I procrastinate all Sunday and wait until about 11 something in the evening to start recording. Which my daughter actually asked me, like, Dad, are you recording a podcast? Yeah, I was procrastinating. Yeah, I think you're doing this on purpose. I Didn't I say on tape? Didn't I have it on video that I said, yeah, I think subconsciously I wait for my daughter to come in, and that's go time? I think I said that. But, yeah, 
it become apparent to us too. But next week we got the prime time, the Sunday night game against the Raiders. Um, I'll have my thoughts about the Dreamin tomorrow on my sprinkler so could I be football only? Um, shoot, since I'm talking about that, why don't I let the masses know where you can find it at? The Salty Thoughts of Mike Steph Podcast is available on the following platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, also Amazon Music. New episodes drop on Wednesday, except for this week. This week, an episode is going to drop tomorrow night, and an episode is going to drop on Wednesday. You can follow me on X, formerly known as Twitter, at MikeStephan, double underscore. You can follow me on the gram, at Mike, double underscore, Steph. And you can follow me on TikTok, at MikeSteph, underscore. Also, if you want to hear more about me, and hear more about the Mojo King, you can check us out on Hidden Gems Football with me and the Mojo King. Um, preview the upcoming week's NFL action. New episodes drop every Thursday on the 19 Media Group YouTube page and on all, all, all streaming platforms wherever podcasts are available. Oh, yes. I don't know where I just got cake. The Paul Bearer came out of me. Why? I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. But yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, before I get out of here, because I've been meaning to do this for the last couple of weeks, and I really, it's really been, which got, um, I remember right after I pressed stop recording. Check out my bro. When I say my bro, this is from, from yonder. From way back. Check out my bro, Sicario, aka Panamera Panama. On all streaming platforms forever, music is available for his newest single featuring Benny the Butcher. Somebody you love. Panam Sicario. AKA Panamera Panama. Somebody you love single featuring Benny the Butcher. All streaming platforms. Title Amazon, Apple Music, Cop, Stream, preferably Cop, so you can get that bread directly in his pocket. And everything will be fabulous. Ah, salute, bro. Um. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was that was a definite. Um, shout out to my bro Money Mike. Shout out to D Clark. Shout out to the oh the whole Saint Marks. And um, I will check y'all next week. Um. Don, that just that uh yeah. I'll check y'all next week. So uh same Mike Steps time, same Mike Step channel, and um I think that's about it. Goodbye. Bye.